0: And, citations, you freaky motherfuckers My name is Kiki Welcome back for episode 6 of my podcast Kinks with Kiki The song you just heard That I was just playing for S&M this week Which is um, song and mood of the week Is Don't Matter to Me By Drake it is featuring Michael fucking Jackson, and it's on his new album, Scorpion, which was released like sometime last week, I believe, late June. Um, I don't know how to feel about the album. I, it, it's r and Drake, and I've had my ups and downs with r Drake. I feel like he's going through a lot right now. And that's why he just, you know, threw that out there and was like, here, people take it. But I personally feel like Drake just had like some low key B-sides where he was like, just put them shits on an album and call it Scorpion. That's my opinion. But I chose that song for my song and mood of the week is because I actually really, really like that song. Maybe it's because Michael Jackson's in it. Maybe it's because of the beat. I'm really big on production of music and like beats and producers. So the beat is so smooth and it's so it just flows so well. And to hear anything in 2018 with Michael Jackson on it is obviously a big fucking deal. So that's kind of where my mood is this week, you know, as well. Don't matter to me. But anyway. Yeah, that's my song and mood of the week. I'm kind of feeling like uh, I don't really care. Mainly because, <clears throat> excuse me, um, the 4th of July fell on a Wednesday. And that shit fucking sucks. <laughs> because nobody wants to be off in the middle of the week and have to go back to work the next day. Which is exactly what I had to do. And it was hard. I'm not feeling all that great. It is that time of the month and I'm convinced that my cramps are trying to slowly kill me in my sleep so <clears throat> I'm struggling right now but that's neither here nor there all in all is been an uneventful week nothing too crazy you know nothing worth spilling tea over unfortunately but you know it's summer it'll pick back up and become a little bit more extra, I'm sure. Um, so, yeah, weekly with Kiki. What's been going on with me? Like I said, uneventful week. My stomach hurts. I feel like my vagina is being ripped apart, but most women can identify with that scenario right now. Um, just trying to get through that. Basically, um, I went on a date on the 4th of July with a man. <laughs> Who asked me out for coffee? I'm not a big coffee drinker, not anymore, because I had to wean myself off of caffeine for health reasons. But one of my favorite coffee places in New York City is in Bedside, and it's very retro chic esque, <laughs> if that's even a term. Um, everything in there has like a rotary phone, this gorgeous picture of Grace Jones and you know Grace is queen so it's just everything about this even the owner like she's French Um, the shop is named after her grandfather I believe and just everything about the shop is dope she's dope her daughter's dope like the baristas are dope the fucking golden latte is amazing Um, they have the most adorable Yorkie I've ever seen and he's so chill and so cute Um, but so I went there and honestly, the date was a little uneventful. It was it was cool. Like, he's a really sweet guy. Um, I like meeting guys that are on the same level as me. Like, he pretty much, he kind of wants the same things I want. I'm still getting to know him, so I'm not for certain. But he, too, is... Looking for a relationship and looking for something serious and to settle down. I mean, you know, we're young, but we aren't as young. So, you want a little bit of foundation the older you get. Not everybody feels that way. Not everybody wants that. But finding someone who's actually on the same page as you, I'm starting to see, in New York City, is really, really hard. So... It was nice to go out with somebody who kind of shares the same mindset as you as far as getting to know someone, dating, and possibly becoming, you know, exclusive into like going into a relationship and commitment and everything. But it was a little uneventful. It was, maybe it was because I was a little in my head, hormones, you know, fucking worst week of the month, everybody, well, not everyone, but all women know that week is just hormones and emotions and just, just being so fucking over it not to even you know emphasize how fucking hot that it was last weekend and I'm dealing with like PMS and all this foolishness and mayhem but the date it was okay um will I go on a second date with him definitely because I feel like the date being a little off could have possibly been me because Like I said, I'm not really... I wasn't really feeling it. And it didn't have anything to do with him. He's a really nice guy. It was just me being in my head or... I wasn't in my feelings about anything. But it was just me being in my head and dealing with these fucking hormones. Which, you know, anyway. Um... My 4th of July was kind of dull as well. I... Put a dresser together. (laughs) Fucking Ikea. Um... Speaking of the dresser, I definitely, definitely, definitely have to shout out Alexis on my Instagram. She is now bae. She was so fucking clutch when it came to the Ikea dresser via Instagram. Like, yeah, niggas is like my circle that can't even do that. And she's like via Instagram. And she helped me out tremendously. If she wouldn't have gave me the advice that she gave me. I probably would still be sitting here with like blocks of wood all over my room. But my dresser is complete and everything matches and I'm content. So thank you, girl. Yes. <laughs> um. That basically sums up my week. It was hot as fuck. Um, I've been kind of low key because of my period. And I went on a date. Work, as always, is fucking stressful and was pretty uneventful this week as well. All right. <laughs> um, today, I want to talk about a topic that I wasn't really sure if I was going to jump into right away, but I figured it's a topic I can really talk about from a lot of personal experience and a little bit of expertise on my end, and that is edging or orgasm denial, whichever one you are familiar with the term with or familiar with the term for. It is orgasm denial or edging, and the scientific term because you know I always have to give the scientific term, and then of course, I always have to give like the ratchet is fuck term <laughs> so the scientific term of edging is a method of bringing yourself or your partner to the brink of orgasm and then drawing back and repeating the process all over again now this is this is what's the word This is tricky because not everyone is into edging. Edging can be very frustrating. It can be very intense. And it can give you really amazing, really amazing orgasms. It just depends on the type of edging you choose, your partner, or even yourself. Like, I personally cannot edge myself. I don't have the self-control or the restraint to stop. Like, I'm that fucking close. I'm going to keep going. So that's the scientific term of course good old urban dictionary on good old google says that basically it's just a sexual orgasm withdrawing usually several times before achieving an orgasm it's meant to intensify and for men intensify the volume of ejaculate when orgasming Hmm, that's kind of interesting okay but yeah so now you know Orgasm denial or edging is when you get to the brink of an orgasm and you stop. But that is why I am here because some people think, oh, you just do that and then you're done with it. No, there are actually several ways you can edge. Um, and of course, I'm a woman. I would love to get a man's opinion On this, you all can always email me at kinkswithkiki at gmail.com so I can talk about it. Um, I can only speak from a female's point of view and my perspective on edging and the things that I have done with edging. So one of the things that I read up on when I was doing a little bit more research on it so I can give you facts as well as personal experience is one of the first studies done around orgasm denial, 65.5% of women said that their orgasms were not only longer, that they were more intense. So, ladies and other men, and ladies who like ladies, and men who love women as well. Um, I would definitely say it's something to try with the partner. I don't know if I would try it... Well fuck it i would probably try it with someone casually but my from my experience my orgasm denial aka edging was taking place with someone that i was in a relationship with so i feel like it can work either way i just personally feel like your partner needs to know you sexually which is why i said i think i don't think it should be with anybody that you're casual with because you can have sex with someone who doesn't know you sexually they just know basically what you like sexually, but not know you sexually. Like they know, oh, this is gonna get them off. Yeah, but do you know how to intensify that getting offness? Okay. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was one little tidbit I learned about the 65.5% of women. And another fun fact that I also learned this is for men. Um, And it goes back to what I was saying about casual versus, like, relationship partners. Um, In order to be successful in achieving, like, an edging or orgasm denial session, you, you need to be able to bring her to orgasms on a regular basis in the first place. You can't edge someone at the brink of an orgasm. And you're not giving them orgasms on a rig. It's not a good look. Chances are I wouldn't fucking do it with you because i not getting an orgasm on a Wednesday. Like, why would I even have an edging session with you when you can't even give me an orgasm just because it's sunny outside? But that's my opinion. I feel like majority women feel that way. But yeah, you... I feel like you need to be with someone who's consistent in order to do edging. But that, again, is my personal opinion. If it's somebody that you're fucking like once a week or maybe twice a month, edging might not be the best thing because, again, they're still trying to figure you out. You're still trying to figure them out. And you don't really have sex enough with that person to figure out what gets them off or what they like and dislike. So another little tidbit for men And I feel like this could be for women who um, have sex with women as well. If you are in the process of edging, one of the most important things you can do is to keep her out of her head. A lot of women, and I I can't speak for men because I don't know. I feel like men, you just got to tug, tug, tug until explosion. But with women... Because we are emotional creatures and we tend to be very analytical and we break everything down. We stay in our heads a lot during sex. Men may not notice this. I'm always like, I'm so big on being fucked senseless because I wanna be fucked to the point where, like, almost into a stupor where I don't wanna think because we overthink about everything. Even when we're asleep, our brains just never stop thinking. So, one of the biggest things you can do is to try to keep her out of her head. Because if she's thinking about how this making her look, how she feels about her body, how she's feeling about her vagina and you being that close and that intimate with it, whether it be your hands or your face or with the toy, like keep her out of her head because if she's in her head, chances are she's not going to orgasm because of it. So you want to keep her as relaxed as possible because... If you stress her out and she starts to think about it, like, if you tell her, oh, or if you ask her, tell me when you're close, or can you tell me when you're close, chances are you're going to fuck up the opportunity to do the edging because she's going to be in her head so much about it, like, okay, okay, focus, focus, make sure you tell them when you're close, make sure you tell them, and she's going to completely fucking forget to orgasm, and we encounter that so much as women, and that shit is so fucking unfair i had to train myself to get out of my own thoughts when i have sex i still at some point in time i'm still in my head but through submission i truly did achieve sexual freedom i am able to just let go and a lot of women don't let go which is why a lot of women don't squirt If you heard my recent episode, I talked a lot about squirting, which is why a lot of women don't have vaginal orgasms Um, and they have to have clitoral stimulation because they're so wrapped up in their own head that they can't just enjoy the ride. So keep her out of her head. Keep her relaxed Um, if you need to give her like a little bit of wine, a little bit of alcohol, shit, a little bit of weed. Not too much weed because weed can lead to cotton mouth and you don't want to have dry head going forward. So rule of thumb, but keep her, you know, keep her calm. So I wanted to break down um, the different types of edging that I found interesting and I'm pretty sure there are. More out there it's just not something i discovered so the two well the three techniques i want to talk about is called pause edging like pause like you know how new yorkers like pause when something's gay i guess i don't know who the fuck came up with that shit but it's new yorkers i don't try to figure out shit anymore here um the second one is called distraction edging and the third one is called continuous edging So the first one I wanna talk about, and I have only experienced two out of the three, and that is pause edging and continuous edging. And I'll get into that a little deeper into the episode when I tell you about my severe experience with edging the very first time I did it. So pause edging is, I guess you can say I don't think it's the most intense I personally feel like continuous edging is the most intense but I'll break them down like I said so pause edging is basically when you bring a woman or a man to the brink of an orgasm like they're close like it's right there on the edge (laughs) Um, and you stop completely like you just stop you don't do anything else you stop touching him or her and you let them kind of like settle and get back to square one and then you start up again so you get them amped up and you get them revved and again their body's still kind of coming down from that orgasm so you get them revved up again which with edging getting revved so to speak does not take as long because you're already there anyway it's just you can't you haven't gotten to the achievement yet so i know with me it when i was doing the pause edging when it was stopped and started again i was right back to where i was about to come in like 2 minutes so you start get them to the edge and then you pull back completely and then you start again and then you pull back completely and then you start again. So it's like a repetitive thing. Like you continue, stop, continue, stop until more than likely you're going to get to the point where he or she is going to be begging you to come. And I personally feel like that's a bit of a power exchange, but that's another story for another time. You know, I love to say that because I always got a fucking story, but. <laughs> um, But yeah, you do that and to the point where you're going to have them virtually begging you to have an orgasm. And I guess that's fun. Personally, I felt like pause edging was my most frustrating because I would get there. And to people who don't know, if you're just listening, you'll know that I do say this a lot. I am multi-orgasmic. Which means if I'm having one, I'm holding on for the ride because I'm going to have a bunch more going down the road. So, it's frustrating to me because when I can't achieve that first one and I can't achieve that second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth one. And it pisses me off. I get irritated because I'm like, yo, what the fuck? I want to come already and I can't because he or she won't let me. But anyway, so... Another way for women. Hey girls. Hey sis, another way for pause edging to be used is. You don't necessarily have to you do vaginal or clitoral stimulation. And this is how I learned to mentally have orgasms. And I'll explain that later. Um, our nipples are very sensitive. And i personally and i know a few women who have had orgasms just from nipple play like you don't have to even touch the vagina area period you don't even have to graze it blow on it kiss it a little give it a tap none of that all you have to do is just keep playing with our nipples because i don't know if anyone knows this but i'm sure i'm sure women do um when our nipples are being manipulated it naturally causes our uterus to contract. Which is technically an orgasm. Um, Which is why breastfeeding is such a plus because it makes your uterus go back to normal size faster because it's contracting. Again, the uterus is a muscle. So, (laughs) but yeah, nipple play. um, Very like soft caressing intimacy. I crave intimacy that is Honestly, not something that I am getting, which is why I have been single for as long as I have, because I'm craving that intimacy that also comes with sex. But I mean, you know, fuck buddies are fun, whatever. But I still crave that intimacy from sex. So that's, you know, that's my personal thing. Um, But yeah, soft caresses, if you want to just lightly touch and stimulate without, quote-unquote, stimulating her puss, that'll work as well. Um, get her there. With the nipple play, I know for certain that orgasm, because it takes a lot of a head strength. <laughs> it takes you really being mentally focused on the moment and what you're doing to actually orgasm by not having any type of vaginal or clitoral stimulation. So nipple play, soft caressing, just get her aroused. The next one I wanted to talk about is called distraction edging. Now, this one is probably my favorite. It's kind of frustrating, but not to the point where you can't really enjoy it. But I feel like when it comes to BDSM, because edging can be both, you know, kinky and it can be kind of vanilla, if you look at it that way, um, destruction edging is probably more in like the BDSM kink realm, and I'll give you a definition and that'll give you a better understanding of why I say it is more so BDSM. So distraction edging is a method that's used where you can bring a woman to an orgasm. I don't know if this will work too well with men, Um, but I feel like with women, it'll work a little easier. So you bring a woman to the edge of an orgasm, but then you create a sensation elsewhere, i.e. a distraction. And that could be pain or it can be pleasure elsewhere like you can bring her to the brink of an orgasm and then you can use a feather over her nipples or like a feather over her body or in my experience this is what i've experienced was the pain with the pleasure so basically i was brought to the brink of an orgasm and when i was close he would paddle my clit not the best feeling in the world but it gave a, it was a really good dynamic. It was very pleasurable because it was painful as well. So the best way to describe that is when you're close to the edge of an orgasm and you use something, some other type of sensation, whether it's pleasurable or painful, to distract them. So it's kind of like when your mind gets taken away from what is focused on, i.e., the orgasm. You lose it, and then you go back to edging where they get it back and then you do something else to distract them and then they lose it and it's like the snap you lose it you lose it you got it you lose it you got it you lose it so that that would be you know that's one of the best ones in my personal opinion that's like my favorite one um, because I like the certain like the sudden burst of just like another intense pleasure or another intense pain elsewhere so Here's like a guess sample or an example of how it could really work. Like, let's just say um, you're edging her and you bite the insides of her thigh, or you do something, or bite her neck, or bite her arms, or her stomach, or anything that's not revolved around like her pussy. That's The example of distraction edging. So you get her to the brink where she's about to come. And then you bite her. And depending on the woman. She will either get distracted. Where she'll lose the orgasm. Or she'll get turned on to the point where the orgasm continues. That does not mean that you have failed. It just simply means that she's sensitive as fucking. you have her aroused. Which means you're doing your job. Good sir or good woman. And for that, I give you applause. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, that's not really. I'm not going to say it's not eventful, but it is. It's interesting, depending on how you choose to use it. Now, if you really want to make it fun, edge her and like bound her. So tie up her legs tie up her hands tie up her arms have her spread eagle tie her legs up behind her and have her on all fours where she can't close her legs and then just edge 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 and do whatever else you want to do to her like if you have her on all fours and you are edging her and she's about to come bite her ass bite under her cheek bite her thigh bite her calf bite her foot bite whatever you want But the beauty in that is that you can do basically whatever you want to distract her and then get right back to the edging. So the last one I want to talk about is continuous edging. This is another one that I've experienced as well. And this one led to a very interesting story that I'll tell you at the end of the podcast when I, of course, talk about. My personal experience from the particular topic so continuous edging is basically what you do is let's say this is about to be a clitoral orgasm so you're focusing on her clit nothing but her clit and she's close to an orgasm and you know she's close and when she gets close to the point where she's on the edge of the orgasm you you draw back So you pull back and then you start like stimulating anything that's around her vagina, like her lips, her inner lips, like her vagina opening, her pelvic area, like the insides of her thighs, like touch anything else. So she's still stimulated, but she doesn't have that quite like that direct stimulation that would actually send her over to a climax. Now this one you have to be really, really cautious, and you have to be strategic about how you do things, because if you don't, she's gonna orgasm, and then the whole thing's gonna be in vain. Like you're not gonna get to enjoy the edging process because she's going to eventually fall over the edge, and then she's gonna be like, "Well, that was fun," and it's gonna be over. Then you're gonna be pissed, and she's gonna be like, unenthused or unamused because, like, mm, well. This was unsuccessful you don't want that you want it to be successful so you have to be really really careful about what you do and how you do it um communication is needed with this particular edging because I know I told you at the beginning like don't tell her don't be like oh tell me when you're about to come but you might want to check in with her to make sure you aren't putting her over the edge so easily But you're just keeping it at a slow pace or a steady pace enough to just tease her to the brink of an orgasm without actually succeeding with the orgasm. So once like you draw back when she's at the edge, she's like about to fall over, you fade. Like you kind of just scale back a little bit. And then that's when I said you can rub like her inner lips, you can rub her thighs, you can rub on her tits, not her nipples because you're going to pull her over. And you don't want to take her down that fast. So, like, you can rub anything on her and just keep her stimulated. And that can be done, you know, just slowly and subtle. But here is the kicker about this type of edging. When it says continuous, um, you basically you're giving like a small amount of time to Get back to square one. So like at the fir- the first one I talked about, like pause, is like you get there and you give them a minute to get back to zero. And they get them back to ten and then get them back to zero and then get them to ten and then get them back to zero. With this one is you get them to ten and then you let them get to eight. And then you get them back to ten and then you let them get to seven. And then you let them get to ten again and then you let them get back to eight. So it's like the stimulation is continuous. And eventually, that's the one that's going to be really, really intensified and it's going to send her over the edge, no matter what you're doing. So, that one, that's dangerous. Um, It's fun, but it's also something you have to be careful about because it's the one you can actually end. You can end things before they truly get started. So, like I said, be strategic about it. Be gentle about it. Don't go too hard and make sure you communicate with your partner and explain to them like, hey, you know, I want to make sure we're doing this right. If you feel like you're getting too far or you're getting too close to the edge, you need to let me know so I can pull back gently and then we can start back up where we left off. And also, it depends on everything. doesn't have to be by the book. You can freak things the way you want them to be freaked. So... With continuous edging, I would definitely say once they get to the point of an orgasm, you can keep them going. So, if they're coming and whatever you're doing is helping them come, don't stop. Just let them keep going. And then they'll, if the woman is stimulated correctly, she'll continuously, like, have orgasms, after orgasm, the orgasm. And she may not even be multi-orgasmic, but if... You do it, there's a big chance that she may keep coming and coming and coming. the key to this is not to stop. So you have to stay continuous. So if you're using a toy, hands might get tired. I'm just going to go ahead and give you a warning. But just keep going and see how far you can take her over or take her down, whatever you want to call it. So, yeah, that's pretty much my top three things. Well, my top three subjects that I wanted to talk about when it came to edging. And the last thing I want to talk about is my experience with... Edging, it was a headache. It was very frustrating, very, very frustrating when I first started doing it. But when I got the hang of it, it became fun. And the thing I wanted to talk about in particular was continuous edging. So, the one experience I had well, I've had several experiences with edging because my ex-dominant had a thing for edging. So, the first time I ever did it. He wasn't really new to the lifestyle. I was very new to the lifestyle. So, it was everything that we were doing at this point was extremely new to me. Like, I had never heard about orgasm denial because, let's be fucking honest, in my world, that shit don't exist. Like, we oh, got some denial. What the fuck is... We're not doing that. Like, that's not happening. Um, so, there was a session we were having one night and it wasn't him actually making me orgasm it was more so of like at first it was masturbation so he was a voyeur he liked to watch so he was watching me masturbate anytime I would get close he would tell me to stop so we kind of were doing like the pause method like I would come down basically back to zero and Then I would get right back up to a 10 and he would tell me to stop. And this particular night, again, was like one of the first times I did it continuously. We did it for like maybe two and a half hours. So I was so stimulated. I'm pretty sure my clit would have burst if you would have touched it. But when we got to the point of like maybe like an hour and a half in, I started to like slowly lose touch with reality because I was really frustrated and I was so stimulated that I couldn't really focus on anything else like you sex is a very powerful drug you don't realize how much you crave it and how much you're willing to damn necessarily like sell your soul for it until you're in that moment so when we got maybe like an hour and a half in I'm like okay I need to fucking come and he was not allowing it like it was just not happening so when he finally let me come he wouldn't let me stop so by this time he had taken over like he was using his fingers and he had long fingers and he had big hands i mean he was like six four so everything on him was fucking big but that's neither here nor there so i'm coming and he's just continuing like going 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 he would not let me stop and i couldn't even grasp one orgasm before another one came and it was continuous for like maybe forty five minutes and I it was my first time experiencing subspace. So I had completely lost all touch of reality. I couldn't see, couldn't hear, I couldn't verbalize anything. The only thing I could do at that point was feel. I remember the event being like an out of body experience. Like I knew physically I was there and like mentally I completely lost touch with everything so he did that for maybe like 45 minutes and I just went into a space where I was no longer able to do anything and the only reason I know I was actually breathing is because I'm here telling you the story now because for a minute like I lost I went completely black like I didn't even know I was alive anymore I didn't know I was breathing I didn't know where I was because I was in so much of like a euphoric state pleasure wise I wasn't even like aware of my surroundings and subspace can be really really dangerous especially if you're in a scene where you're being whipped or in some form of like torture you have to be very mindful of that but so we did that for like two hours after we finished I went into like these aftershock convulsions where I couldn't stop shaking. I couldn't talk. I was drooling. I was babbling. It was like I just went completely dumb. Like I just, I was stupid. And I couldn't move. I couldn't walk. I couldn't speak. Again, this, he had never experienced this. I had never experienced this. So we didn't know how to handle it properly. And I feel like sometimes you have to go through things to learn how to deal with them. So that happened I physically couldn't walk he had to put me in the shower and actually physically bathe me because I was like basically like a am not gonna say a corpse but I was just like a body I couldn't walk I couldn't bathe myself I couldn't stand up like he's literally in the shower with me holding me up and bathing me because I was like apparently sweating and I squirted all over the place and it was like extremely intense and what happened next was really 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 hard so when you're doing a bdsm scene whether there's a lot of pleasure or a lot of pain your body eventually does go numb and you to protect your health like your mental health and protect your like your body your brain will release endorphins so your like your level of endorphins skyrockets like they go completely through the roof here's the thing about endorphins like they aren't supposed to drop fast so, like, when you stop doing whatever you're doing to cause your endorphins to rise, they instantly drop. And that's called sub-drop or down-drop, depending on your title, or your role in a relationship. So, I experienced sub-drop where I was, because I had a mixture of pain and pleasure. Like, between, like, the edging, he would do the, well, I guess, I can't say it was all three. It was, like, a stop-and-go, like, with the pause. He did the distraction with, like, the paddle. He would paddle my vagina, and it was, like, super swollen and purple for, like, a week because he held no punches. And on top of that, I'm coming a lot. So, all this, and it was, like, everything dropped, and I went into, like, this deep depression, and I cried, and I slept for two days. Like, this was on, like, a Friday night, and I didn't wake up until, like, Sunday afternoon. Like, it was damn near Sunday night when I woke up, but I physically didn't want to do anything but sleep. So that was a really scary experience for me. Um, I also learned that day, well that night, that I'm a person who really does need healthcare. Um, I won't tell what I need, but I'll definitely say whenever it comes to like doing something very extreme where it's harsh, you need care, whether that's food, a drink, a hug, phone call, a kiss, whatever. You definitely need to take care of yourself because if you don't know how to handle it and you don't get the proper aftercare you need, which is something we didn't know I needed until we got to that point, then you'll end up experiencing a drop and it's like really, really fucking harsh. And you don't want to be like crying for two days and depressed and sad and like suicidal ideations and stuff. Or you don't want to be in like a goofy, like laughing state where you seem like creepy as hell. And you're just like the fucking Joker just laughing like giggly, euphoric laughing and it's creepy. So just be mindful. So yeah, that's pretty much my one of my experiences, my most harsh experience because I dealt with subspace subdrop and learning about aftercare. Um that's pretty much it for this episode. It's a quick episode. I just wanted to briefly, you know, talk about edging and everything that I experienced with it. Um, how to do it you can do it alone if you want to chances are it's kind of going to be hard if you do it alone because you're not going to want to stop again sex is a drug and we don't really have self-control when it comes to it we want to get that we want to get that climax we want to get that uh satisfaction from it so definitely do it with a friend fuck buddy uh boyfriend girlfriend master dom husband wife whatever if you want to do it just have fun with it, be careful, be safe, and find what basically works for you. So yeah, that's pretty much going to be the end of this episode. Again, as always, you can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and Tumblr. And it is Kiki. that is K-E-K-E. If you want to email me any of your questions or you want to know anything else about what I've experienced with BDSM, you can email me at kinkswithkiki.com at gmail.com like i said i will be doing another show this month i haven't told anybody what that show is going to be yet and i won't until the episode is released so you'll be on the lookout for it on my instagram you can be on the lookout for it on my tumblr you can be on the lookout for it on my twitter and then we can go from there so until next time i have been your dose of black girl in this kinky ass world again this has been kinks with kiki and until next time peace